0: to the cinema condition Uh, this is your host raul alejandro mendoza or as i allow you guys to call me or i prefer you guys to call me the nerdy chicano i am a filmmaker and a host and creator of the nerdcore podcast network that this show is uh, is a part of and today we have ourselves a wonderful guest and her name is rachel sweetland Rachel is a friend of mine, also member of the film club uh, here at the university that we that we uh, attend. I am not going to give out that information because <laughs> I don't do that, uh, except for people who give out their their information. You know, uh, I had somebody else here last time who just blurted out, and I was like, oh well, that's great. I try to keep you guys secret so you guys don't get in trouble. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're going to be discussing the film interview with the vampire from Neil Jordan from 1994. How are you doing today, Rachel?
1: I'm all right. Yeah. 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 Coming off some melatonin.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was Uh-oh. one of those nights and then I, you know.
0: Yeah. Dude, so you, this is not the first time you've ever done stuff like this. You did a no. nice show called the Shasta Goes to the Movies yes. here at Cook Grady. Uh, uh it was on our own. Yeah. It was, oh, it was on your own? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, Shasta Goes to the Movies was fine. I I would I listened to it. Yeah. I kind of missed doing it. Yeah. 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 Well, that's maybe that's why you you decided to say yes to coming to this whole hole. Probably, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's going <laughs> to... And I love how you just agree yeah. if this is a hellhole. Um, I don't know if you listened to past episodes, but yeah, we've, we've, we're past the five-episode mark, so you guys have Achievement Unlocked something. It's called... These episodes are going to be weekly because I have a lot of them in the bag now that I can re- uh, upload weekly, so... Sorry, guys, if you guys are liking the bi-weekly schedule, but not anymore. Since I have episodes I can actually upload uh, from episode to episode now, I can actually put them up for weekly. But uh, Rachel, uh, you chose the movie Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. And uh, look, i like to get to know my guests before I actually start these things. Uh, So Rachel, you're a cinephile yourself, right? Yes. Yes. We're, We're part of the film club at the university we attend. Uh, Why would you want to pick Interview with the Vampire?
1: Okay, so in our group chat, I'm sure you've noticed I talk a lot about cursed films, like bad movies that I love. I'm a huge uh, quote unquote fan of Cats. Um, I don't. I know it's a terrible movie. It's not good, but something draws me to it. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. Yesterday, I was talking about the internship. I have these bad movies that I just, I, I just cling to. I saw it on your show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right there. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's right there. It, interview with the Vampires is one of them easily. Yeah. I'm a f- big fan of the B
0: movie. Yeah, um, watch this is the first time watching this movie ever. Um, it's yeah, something. It, yeah, I uh, I can't wait to have you back, cause at this <laughs> rate I'm gonna be watching a lot of bad movies. I did. I would not find myself watching. Uh, but yeah, the internship. I don't consider that a bad movie. I think it's actually a pretty fun movie I, I like it a lot it's funny as hell commercially I mean commercially it's bad oh yeah of course of course but I, I thought it was fun I think I love it's it. funny I think I think the I mean it goes mostly
1: to Vince Vaughn because he co-wrote it but like the the script writing like
0: the joke writing is so well like written for their characters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I love that movie I, that's the reason why I have it in my, in my collection I, I can't I love I love watching that movie it's so much fun But yeah, I don't have the pleasure of knowing Rachel as much as my past guests have, but I'm not a stranger to having people I literally only know like a couple of hours on the show. So I'm glad to have you on with me. Thank you, and I can't wait to. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, whoever like you took the one spot out of the 29 in here that people were, were fighting for, right? You know. Uh, so I've got you here on season one, so hopefully you'll come back for season two when the opportunity presents itself. But I'm really excited to have you on, and we're going to go ahead and get into the wonderful, this wonderful movie, <laughs> Interview with the Vampire, 1994. <laughs> but before we can get into the movie, i got to talk to you all about the director, Neil Jordan. Uh, Neil Jordan was born February 25th in 1950. Don't ask me what age that would be, because I don't have it at the top of my head. 60-something. Uh, 60-something? Okay. 70. 70 songs. No, 70 this year. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Yeah. There's a reason why I'm a, what's it called, media production major. I don't do math. I'm sorry. Uh, Academy Award winning uh, screenwriter for 1992's The Crying Game. Um, He also started started his career in 1982 with Angel. But, you know, he's done, he's a novelist. He's a filmmaker. He's a a screenwriter, director, playwright, play director as well. And his biggest hits were actually, you know, Michael Collins in 1996, and I just put in this one uh, along with, uh, with, with I put that one along with an uh, interview with a vampire in there as his hits. Uh, his recent film was Greta in 2018 that he oh directed, God. the one with uh, Isabel Hooper and uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Mer- uh, Mar- 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 yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, Isabel Hooper, uh, I love her, she's amazing, but. I did not watch that movie. I didn't see it either. Yeah, I just, I heard bad things about it. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't know, like, well, you don't know, like Chloe Grace Moretz or, you know, like. She's not Isabel that great right of an actress. I really can't, you know, give an opinion since I've only watched yeah. uh, The Miseducation of Cameron Post, which she was really good in. But other than that, I haven't watched anything. But w- as with uh, with Isabel Hooper, I love her she's amazing oh I love I love my french actress she's she's a mm-hmm. really really good actress um, as you can tell this is going to be having a lot I'm gonna be taking sips of water because my mouth gets incredibly dry with this so um you know the film was uh directed by Neil Jordan but it was written by Anna rice who was the uh, who is the author of the novel of the novel itself too um. So you chose this movie because you're a big fan of the terrible movies, but I'm actually somebody who's interested in vampire flicks a lot. Well, yeah, I like those. Yeah. It,
1: like the the baseline of it is that I'm attracted to to bad movies. Yeah, but also yeah. I do thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah.
0: So I, I don't know if I explained because I'm terrible at explaining these things to people. Um, I didn't. I forgot to explain to you this show. Probably this isn't a review show. Okay. We're not we're here to talk about if we like the movie. We're here to talk about the themes of the movie. We're here yeah. to really dissect the film itself. Uh, so I have a couple of things that I want to point, I want to, you know, pinpoint here that I, that I, that I found were themes of the film, but, uh, this was your first time, this was your second time watching or third time? Uh, I have no idea. I've seen it quite a lot. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, that's a young Brad Pitt in here. That's for sure. Very um, young Brad Pitt. Yeah, very young. Very young Tom Cruise who, too.
1: Who I realized uh, earlier today in one of my classes, we watched uh, Bonnie and Clyde from 1967. I realized Brad Pitt looks a lot like a young Warren Beatty. Oh, really? Uh, sounds like him too. I realized wow. that today. I was like, oh yeah.
0: Oh, I I did <laughs> not know. Wow, dude, that's gonna be stuck in my head all day. Yeah. Have you seen Bonnie and Clyde? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like just re- like. This it's processing through my head right now and i'm not liking (laughs) that uh okay so let's go move on from that um yeah so uh, what's it called this movie is about a vampire who turns another person into a vampire against their will basically yeah and they're and that vampire is being interviewed and he's basically recounting his life and really everything that's gone through it and it's really interesting. A lot of interesting themes are here. I find a lot of a lot of themes of you know eroticism, especially uh, narcissism, uh, moral ambiguity, existentialism, and I really enjoyed the movie for those factors. Uh, not everything else, but you know we're not here to review this movie. Um, I had to really, I had to really, uh, what's it called? Go into my knowledge of vampire flicks to remember that. Vampires are fucking sexy, like yeah. terribly sexy. Like <laughs> it is so. This I messaged you. I said, "God, this is such an fucking erotic undertones in this fucking movie. There's so many erotic undertones in here. Uh, what wh- What is your uh, take on that? I don't know. It's it's some. It's
1: <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know if it's like the eroticism that draws me.
0: No, it's not. not, That's Um, the eroticism isn't drawing me. I'm just saying that this is like something that I saw come up. Uh, By the way, it's very much prevalent. Yeah, it's funny because I was reading throughout the uh, the page and it says like, "Oh, they removed all the homoerotic stuff." I was like, "It's very homoerotic." It's very (laughs)
1: no. I mean, I haven't read the novel. Maybe the novel gets more into that than than the film does, which wouldn't surprise me, but. It's still there.
0: It's very much there. It's Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise are really just like you. Pretty much, they just need to take their clothes off and just start, <laughs> right there. By the way, if the themes are uncomfortable and stuff, I could just get past them. But you know, if you don't want me to talk about that stuff, don't worry no, about fine. it. Yeah. yeah, it's really interesting because just the way that they you know bite so sensually into the neck or they suck the blood out you know the, the 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 screams are very much turning into moans in a way it's it's yeah. there's this very weird type of erotic sen- sensual kind of characteristics of vampires
1: but also like a combination of a little bit
0: not i wouldn't say like a little bit horrific when
1: mm. like more more so the scenes with kirsten dunst because they're yeah. not going to make that seem more erotic no of course she's a not. child
0: of course not yeah
1: Wh- which which is- also gives me a little bit of a sense of like a like a electric complex, if you think about it, because throughout the film she's very much gravitating towards um I can't remember who which one was it? She was gravitating towards either Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt
0: more. More so Brad Pitt. I think. Um, yeah. But because he, he turned her, I think. Yeah, well, because she at first she finds that lady who's like, oh, I want to look like her, and you know, just very like Drawing to her, but she really wants to understand who she is in a way. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because you know you, this this little girl who doesn't really understand it yet that you know she's basically immortal and she's never gonna fucking die. She's never gonna look like that because she can't age. She's immortally a child, immortally a child. So she's drawn to this uh, body of a of a well developed woman, and she's drawn to wanting that body, but also kind of having to what's called understand existence in a way as well yeah yeah and she's drawn to basically the most moral ambiguous person in this movie brad pitt's character who is basically going through a crisis all the fucking movie like i don't want to what's it called kill people but i have to eat and have to survive but i also just want to fucking die already and yeah. i can't die because i'm immortal it's like it's it's there's some really really interesting themes going throughout this whole movie
1: yeah yeah <laughs> uh, I- you okay? Yeah. It's a it's, uh, it's kind of hard to talk about at times. Why? This film just cuz there's so much. Yeah, it's it's so erotic. Yeah. But, but also yeah. like and then and then in the other sense there's the theme, not even a theme, it's very prevalent that it's like uh his character when it starts out, he's a slave owner exactly and and so it's like weird having that in the background it's like here's this the foreground yeah. is the story of this of this vampire or whatever who's having a crisis in the whole time and in the background you like see his slaves and you're like oh dude, yeah what?
0: yeah exactly and you really well i think that's the moral ambiguity of it all right you know yeah. you have this guy who's a slave owner who is also in a way creating slaves as well by turning people into vampires against their will and you know making these people you know have to live Without having to uh, die, and basically making yeah. them, a sla- in a sense, making them a slave to existing. It's a, it's really interesting. Uh, throughout this whole film, I really kind of uh, tackled, because like, us as, as kids, when we find out about the whole immortality, um, it's it's really interesting. You're like, oh wow, I get to live forever. You know, I don't have to ever die and stuff. And I think it's it's a very attractive thing at the time. And then you realize as you get older god living forever watching everybody die around you and you're kind of left with the burden of never being able to die yeah yeah
1: also i just i just learned looking through the wikipedia page there was a sequel like a sequel novel uh called queen of the damned starring Aaliyah.
0: oh wow (laughs) oh wow uh (laughs) that definitely did not get into the work into works I was Uh, like
1: what is this I click on it I see Aaliyah and I'm like oh
0: oh my I mean
1: rest in peace no rest in peace
0: Aaliyah for sure rest in peace
1: oh god
0: that brings up oh that's sad that's That's really yeah um wow how do we move past that that's really hard to move past uh it's Tom Cruise's
1: character but he's not in it yeah
0: um, well Cruise and uh Brett Pitt didn't want to come back for it right yeah it's Stuart Townsend yeah. By the way, uh, you know, I do like to put in a little instances of review here. I, I really enjoyed child Kristen Dunst in this one. She's amazing. Yeah. amazing. Um, I mean,
1: in my opinion, her acting abilities have kind of declined through the years. But as a kid, she killed it.
0: As a kid, she killed Yeah. She's <laughs> Like I said, we're not really here to debate these things, even though I would <laughs> definitely like to talk to you off air about that. Uh, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's um it's it's so this movie is like you were saying, you know, it's a lot I, I was saying about really ex- existing and everything and it was really interesting seeing, you know, just Rad Pitch is kinda like just sulking and mourning himself uh and just that idea of, you know, existing only to turn people into vampires or you know, just keep consuming blood and consuming blood to make sure you stay alive Yeah. while not wanting to hurt other humans. it's It really makes for an interesting character. Yeah. I don't.
1: It's just making me think of Twilight. Because I'm trying to find. I know there was a character in there
0: who was like that as well. I do not <sighs> remember Twilight at all. And I'm glad I don't.
1: I hate that I remember it. <laughs> I haven't watched it in a solid 5 years.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Well, yeah. I guess. Any
1: any thoughts on that? The whole exists? Mm. Uh, I don't know. Just, I just I can I can understand it in a way. It's like if it's if I was in that situation, I'd be like I don't want to do this, but I have to kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I don't know. You don't know. I just have this sense of understanding with it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to say the least as well too. Uh, by the way, uh, those those scenes are just so brutal. I, uh, you know, they're very sensual and erotic too, but they're very brutal. Like, yeah, like just like grabbing into the wrist and they're like, ah, and you yeah. see the blood like all splur around it's, their mouth. It's like oh. it's slightly gory. It, it's slightly very gory. Um, There's well, a scene
1: of the plague. Like yeah. they don't. It's.
0: By the way, I believe the, the Wikipedia page said that they got a $70 million budget for this film, which was really, mm. really surprising for a vampire film at the time to get a budget that big. $60 so they were million. $60. A little yeah, 10 million. that's uh, still very high. Yeah, that's really high, especially for 94. It doesn't but, look like it would be that. No, not today. Not for today's standards. It does
1: not look like it would be. Even just watching it, you're like, that's $60 million? Yeah, really makes you Mate, wonder. But, Maybe because it's a it's a time period like a period film
0: yeah it's also ninety four yeah you no know, sixty mil back then equals what less than two mil today even though get out was made for like two mil
1: yeah
0: and that looks way better than this it's probably just goes into the whole period aspect of it, which it's it's, it's expensive getting those costumes and yeah it. yeah the costume is incredible too yeah
1: yeah, yeah. um maybe that's why I, i'm a i'm like I'm very much, I was joking earlier about the Hamilton thing because I don't know if you've ever seen me do this. I did this for a while. I'm very into Philip Hamilton. Don't ask me why. But for, like, I'm very attracted to those kinds of, like, 1700s, 1800s, like, style things. That's probably another reason I'm attracted to this film.
0: Yeah. I love that,
1: like, period of, like, mm -hmm. I guess fashion, really.
0: Yeah. Well, there comes a very much sense of class to it. Yeah. Yeah, which you see in this movie too. You know, there's a lot of class. There's a lot of uh, class versus. You know, very ugly underbelly of New Orleans being in there. Like, you know, some people just dress like ter- terribly. You know, during the black the plague and stuff. And while you have these rich vampires sucking on the blood of everybody who are dressed like you know, beautiful. What's it called? Beautiful white dudes from the 1700s. Yeah. Yeah, I also have no idea what Ham. I've never watched Hamilton. So. I
1: haven't seen it. Either. I've only heard it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never heard it at um, all either. Yeah, I'm not. the a, the, mm-hmm. the
1: Philip Hamilton thing isn't even exactly. It's kind of from the musical because that's my favorite song from the musical. Is like his song about him dying. Not really a spoiler, lurks it's history. Yeah, but <laughs> obviously he died. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been like two hundred years. Uh, yeah. but there's like this is gonna this is gonna sell so much about me. It's the stupidest thing ever. There's one sketch of him that exists, yeah, ever of Philip Hamilton, yeah. one sketch, not even a picture, a yeah. sketch, and for some reason, I just it gets me
0: all right well, I mean <laughs> if you look like Kimmel, so, if you look like Philip Hamilton, talk to uh, Rachel over here, uh, but it's yeah i i I have no idea what you're talking about I'll honest. show you let me let's see this. Uh, <laughs>
1: That's the only image of him that exists, is this one sketch. What the fuck? Why does he look like Elvis? That his nephew did after the fact. Because, like, <laughs> he, uh, looks, none of, he was the oldest, so, like, yeah. obviously none of his siblings had kids at that point because he was mm-hmm. 19. So the fact that there's a sketch that was drawn, mm-hmm. like, oh, this okay, never mind. It was, yeah. Uh, right. And either way, it's weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he kind of looks like Elvis in a way, too. But uh, going back to this movie here, but you're you you bring up a really good point with the whole idea of like you know just these classy vampires and how they're supposed to look. And you go to the, uh, you see those scenes where they're at those parties, very elegant, yeah. beautiful. You know the women are dressed in like the finest of clothes, very rich, very rich. Well, when you step outside, where, where the you know the modern day, you know where the where the, what's it called, the, you know. Normal people are, you know, the the lower class people. Yeah, and they're dressed very ugly, very 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 I'm dirty. Of,
1: I'm trying to think of the term because I know a lot of the film was set in France. Yeah, so there's and there's terms for that, but like the different classes, but uh, the uh,
0: the bourgeoisie. No, the bourgeoisie. um No, I think you. Uh, <sighs> I, is, um I. Uh, what what's it called? Uh, I don't know. The, um, the class. The, the, the clergy. The, the clergy. is it the clergy? I don't
1: know. I'm gonna look it up.
0: All right, look it up while well, I'm trying to crack my head here. Uh, yeah, I, wow, I wanna say it's clergy, but I may be wrong here. And yeah, I'm giving you time to go and look that um, up. Uh, well, the look. Bourgeois means the
1: bourgeois. T- town dweller. Yeah. And then bourgeoisie is the social class with economic. So the rich people is the bourgeoisie. Yeah, yeah, the lower class would be the bourgeois.
0: The bourgeois, yeah. And then you would say, you know, the town, so the town doors are the bourgeois. So, yeah. And you see that separation there. And it's very much, what's it called? It's reminding me, you know, were there, were there ever really poor vampires? Do these movies ever really talk about poor vampires? Not really. No. No. I feel like they should, though. I doubt, because
1: once it happens, if you have anything around you, you have to let it go. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to get found out. You mm-hmm. can't have people around you knowing that you're a vampire so you kind of mm-hmm. got to drop everything so the fact that they have that wealth and somehow are still yeah. accumulating it yeah. after all these years doesn't make sense
0: kind of go hand in hands with the sense of guilt too yeah that uh that Brad Pitt's character feels yeah and once again I'm just going back to the one thing I know very well existentialism <laughs> uh you know just him feeling guilty that he's you know just not just hurting people but he's also just cannot die yeah, and because of him, that one time that he really he f- he fought into his urges, he turned a little girl into a vampire, and now he has passed his burden onto her too.
1: Yeah, and she, but also he created a fucking monster.
0: Pretty much, yeah, and she dies in like a really brutal way. By the way, Jesus Christ! Yeah, the sun bearing down on her. And
1: Was the- it? Did they explain why children can't be vampires? Shouldn't be va- No, that was Twilight. <laughs> I keep a lot of my knowledge If you want to if you want to do Twilight. Twilight. No, I don't want to do Twilight. You, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying there's a bit in one of the films where they they're like, "Oh no, babies can't be vampires." Yeah. And there's like a flashback to a baby just fucking
0: demolishing a city. Yeah. Because if you think about it,
1: they're going to give to those urges.
0: Children have no morals. They yeah. don't know right or wrong yet. So this child like is I'm just hungry,
1: I'm gonna go kill something. I'm
0: gonna go kill something. And what am I supposed to do with the corpse? I'm just gonna leave it there. So then my two dads can come find the room and they're getting mad at me because I have a dead corpse in the room. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah. Just, yeah. They don't you know? know any better. They don't know any better. It makes her an interesting thing because even she even though she stays in the the the, the body of a child, yeah, she she also kind of stays in the mindset of a child. Yeah. And she can't move past that. So she's kind of stuck being this bloodlusty creature who, you know, just keeps on killing and killing and killing and killing. And she just she's she doesn't know any better. Yeah, that's that's who she is. Yeah.
1: But then you also have like the 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 conflict between like Brad Pitt, who's like, OK, we should teach her not to do this. teach her be better. And then Tom Cruise is like, no, fuck that. We're going to give her everything yeah. she wants.
0: Yeah, so Tom Cruise's character is really interesting in this movie too because, in that's saying a lot for somebody who doesn't like Tom Cruise. Yeah, like his character is really interesting. He's just kind of like, why, why, why do we need a? Why, basically, why do we need to parent this kid? Yeah, like it's not even my kid. But he babies her. He babies her in the in in the same sense he babies her, and he doesn't want her to turn out like Brad Pitt, even though she's kind of more like tom cruise in this yeah. movie than she is in tom than brad pitt even though she's more drawn to brad pitt yeah uh which makes for an interesting clash when she when when, when uh when tom cruise dies because he doesn't really die he still shows up at the end with the that uh,
1: whole a, bit is weird
0: yeah there's a certain point in this movie where the movie kind of loses itself yeah <laughs> before they go to the mansion where the naked lady is in and you're everything.
1: just like chilling you're watching it and then tom like a uh, like, fucking half-dead Tom Cruise is just in a convertible,
0: Yeah. like... uh Yeah, this, like, there's, like, half of the movie is really fucking good, and then after that, <laughs> they're like, well, what we had going on before, what, yeah, turn that out of the fucking window, let's have a fucking <laughs> church of vam- German vampires and, like, have a woman stripped down and just have her fucking, you know, suck the blood right out of her fucking body, it's, it's weird, I... Yeah. Uh, uh, that that last half is really what I don't want to you know cover. I really like. I don't really know what's <laughs> going on here. Uh, some weird eyes wide shut type of shit was going on in there. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting because that kid is just it's more like Tom Cruise, and it's like I understand why Tom Cruise is kind of frustrated with her because maybe it's hard for his character to really see himself painted that way too. Yeah. Hmm. Uh. <clears throat> mm. But yeah, that kid dies really terribly, along with the lady she was trying to make into a vampire too.
1: It was with the yeah, it was with that lady.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, they just dump her and then like have the, the sun just beat down on her and just like absolutely burn the skin off and yeah. everything. Yeah,
1: who uh, was that character? Were they German or were they Spanish?
0: They were German. Well, I look. Well, uh, I I don't know. Uh, I want to say German because of the cause of the, the I heard the fuck. Uh, I don't know how to do the accent right now uh but yeah the i heard his name is armand armand yeah well i heard a uh, german accent out of one of them but i know the lady was spanish uh, i
1: don't know e- either way i think i don't know i think it, it went to show like that different like i guess covens not covens yeah. Covens switches um uh, yeah. but like different i guess like clans squads of vampires have their own ways squad <laughs>
0: squad. Yeah. squad vampire squad, squad. vampire f- they do
1: like the instagram thing that everyone <laughs> did in 2014 so like squad squad
0: yeah yeah but, <laughs> with know. the the prayer hands yeah, yeah. uh hearts out yeah
1: <laughs> uh but they have their own like i guess uh, kind of medieval ways of taking care of things yeah cuz that that squad was very like almost medieval in the way that they handled things with the whole like a secret thing going on inside that theater where they're putting mm-hmm. on shows for for just the everyday people but yeah. like as soon as the doors close they're like doing their vampire shit yeah. and then they got that weird tunnel like thing to kill people in
0: yeah and then you know if somebody even gives into the urges they fucking lock them up and kill them too like I, yeah I was like why are you guys locking up fucking Brad Pitt you're doing the same shit you know uh, but once again I guess it's just a uh, uh, kind of a hierarchy, you know, a sense of like, we do this behind closed doors. We don't do this when everybody's watching. Yeah. Kind of sense of uh, hiding what you are, whereas... Uh,
1: hiding in plain sight.
0: Hiding in plain sight while, you know, the kid is really just like, I'm a fucking vampire. <laughs> I'm going to fucking bite you. I'm going to suck your blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is which is fucking weird. Like, it's- it's, just, it's it's why you shouldn't turn kids into vampires, man. Yeah. Why so you shouldn't turn them into vampires. It's, all right.
1: I mean, primarily for the the reason of them not having no morals.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm sorry, I'm checking the time because <laughs> I have to call for a commercial break. And uh but for but for sure, there's no morals to them. There's just you know, they're just kids. Really. Yeah. It's you're not take gonna it, understand. Yeah. They're they're egocentric, they want the attention all to themselves uh they when they want something they want it so bad that they're gonna want to get it and yeah so you know what's she gonna do She's like okay i want that body well i'm gonna go fucking kill her and i'm gonna see if i can find a way to make the body mine uh i want to eat i'm gonna fucking eat yeah you know it's unlike the adults who over here brad Pitt is just like i don't know if i want to do this i'm gonna eat rats and yeah i was like dude, this is a plague bro you shouldn't be eating rats <laughs> Uh, but yeah. Uh, oh, I guess he can't
1: catch it. So. Yeah, he
0: can't catch it. Which I think I read that more as him wanting to find a way, like finding just a certain way to die. But he can't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like maybe if I eat enough of these rats.
1: Maybe the, maybe maybe it's one of those things where they adapted it so badly that it's like you gotta read the novel more to understand
0: the context
1: behind some of the th- things that mm-hmm. they do in the film because like Girl. in film they can't really give you every answer. Under yeah. like the two hour span yeah. that a book could give you in like four hundred yeah. pages. Oh, well, I'm pretty
0: sure in the books they were more blatant with the eroticism because yeah. I mean, you know there's those old those other vampire flicks where uh, where where they were to bite into them. It's like the blood and the girls come right there, just right yeah. off the bat. And uh, whereas here it's like more kind of implied that they're, yeah. <laughs> that they're orgasming. <laughs> whereas you know those other movies just like plain sight right there, just girls fucking coming from getting bit by a vampire. Yeah, so. It's, uh, God, I don't know why that reminds you of Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. No. Okay. So, uh, yeah. It's, uh yeah. Yeah. I, look, I think it's a good place to cut a commercial break. So, when you guys come back, we're going to finish up our, uh, wrap up our conversation on Interview with the Vampire from 1994. But listen to these wonderful commercials about the other shows on Nerdcore Podcast Network. Guys, we'll be back. Hey, I'm Rob Mendoza, and this is Jabril Newton, and we are the hosts of High Flyer Radio, Radio. and finally, Pro Wrestling has come back to the New Yorker podcast feed in the form of a show hosted by Jabril and I, and we talk about everything and anything in the pro wrestling world on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time.
2: Nothing's off limits, whatever you guys want to talk about, it is from AEW. To SmackDown, to Raw, to NXT, nothing's off the table, we can talk about it.
0: We're going to talk all about it, and if you can get it a day early, you should go to the www.patreon.com slash thenerdcore and pledge to the tiers on there, so you can get this show, and a lot of shows, days early before anybody else gets to hear it. But enough talking about it. We'll go ahead and see you there at the Squared Circle. Oh, yeah. Don't tap out. Tune in.
2: Tune in. Hey guys, this is Brad, a.k.a. Young Yoda. Raul said I had to make an ad, so that's what I'm doing. Um, it's supposed to be for Unstructured, but as you guys know, you can freaking catch me everywhere when it comes to this podcast feed. You can find me on the Cores, on Cores, on Nerdy Chicanos. sometimes when I get lost. Uh, I mean, but for this particular one, I want you guys to go check out Unstructured. The Raul gave me free reign to do whatever I want to do. I don't know what he was thinking. So go hear me talk about LeBron James and Taco Tuesday, vaping, uh, so many other freaking weird topics that uh, chimichangas. That's a good one. Uh, shout out to Deadpool. And yeah, I, I guess this is the end of the ad. So if you guys want to find me, you can find me all over the place on this uh, podcast feed. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. I love you all. And nerd up.
0: Nerdcore podcast feed on anchor.fm slash the nerdcore, And the case is closed, but it's not classified. See you guys there. Thank you, and we're back. Thank you for listening to those wonderful commercial breaks written by, not written by, I'm sorry, filmed by all the other members of the podcast network. Make sure you guys follow them and listen to the respected shows. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have a commercial for this show soon while we play that during the live streams that we do. But, you know, I got to bust out the camera back out again and everything, but... We're back, we're talking about neil jordan's the interview- interview with the vampire nineteen ninety four here at the yep. cinema condition um I have some other stuff in here that I wanted to you know I have some last themes in here that I wanted to hit before we kind of say goodbye uh I have the idea of i have the you know the topic of loss and narcissism in here um loss because uh that that girl she's kind of mourning the loss of a mother she doesn't really remember all that well, yeah. Which makes for some really interesting uh, conversation when we talk about uh, the grieving process with with uh, with vampires. Because, in a sense, they're grieving their past life as well that they used to have. Now they've been transformed. But also they're kind of grieving a life that really they didn't know that well. Yeah. Uh, what's your take on that?
1: Yeah. No, it's it's definitely there. I guess it, it starts out of like, oh, my life is over. And so they're they're grieving that and then over time, you know, so much time passes, they kinda of lose sense of what that life was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because so much time passes, you forget things, you don't remember exactly how things were. And so then mm-hmm. eventually your memories of something get clouded. Yeah. So it's it's a grief. So it starts out as a grief of like, Oh, my life is over, and as time passes, it's a grief of what they think their life was.
0: Yeah kind of in a sense fixation over what they wanted their life to kind of be, but what they actually, what it actually was and, you know. Yeah. Knowing that your mother died in the plague and you were just there on the streets just holding her hand and wishing that she'd come back, but she's dead because she fucking died from the plague. And the only other choice that this guy had to do because he was hungry was bite you, turn you into the vampire. And now you're here stuck mourning a loss of a mother that you possibly had. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really interesting because I think us as humans, where we, we approach grieving very differently. We know what happened. Yeah. Uh, and it takes longer to grieve it. Whereas this girl for a moment, she finds, she remembers and she's like, I had a mother. What am I doing here? You know, my life is over. You know, what what the hell is what I had a life. Whereas us, you know, mortals, we're just, you know, it's, it's more of a elapsed pain, pain more like it's continuous throughout uh uh time as i it's something that i especially after watching the farewell it's something that i kind of remember uh, kind of talk to myself about because uh, i lost my grandmother last year oh. uh, yeah and i and i kind of came to the conclusion we never really do stop grieving yeah we never do it's even if people want to say oh at one point you're going to kind of forget yeah you never do it's no. it's there it's constantly there in your in your in your in your brain. Especially, and,
1: like, given our, like, society that's, like, so fixated on, like, anniversaries.
0: Exactly. Uh, which is a very beautiful thing. Yeah. Can be a very beautiful thing, but it also is a very painful thing uh, when you're, when you haven't really mourned the way you're supposed to mourn, you know? Yeah. But it's it's also very, a very different cultural thing because, you know, I'm I'm Mexican. The way we mourn is very different from the way... Americans or
1: the way I, white, would. yeah, <laughs> white people, white folk. People would. White folk yeah. uh,
0: what's it called? Uh, mourn. It's very different. Uh, but it's it's I, I like I like how they bring that up here with uh with with Kristen Dern's character. She's very much like she. I think she's more mourning the life that she had. The more the like the life that was taken away from her. Yeah, really that 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 chance to be mortal and be able to die later. While sh- now she's a vampire and she's like, I barely remember who my mom was. And I think in a sense, she's kind of saying that she would have rather had stayed immortal and mourned the loss of her-, her mother than to be turned a vampire and not remember anything about her. Yeah. Not even the way she looked. Yeah. 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 What, what did you think about that?
1: No, yeah. It, it, make, it makes a lot of sense. Like you'd rather be alive to remember something than than be immortal and then just over time forget that you even had something yeah because then all you know is what you are now
0: yeah yeah and i guess that can lead into a very interesting conversation when we talk about the narcissism in this film yeah yeah because once you got obsessed with that who you are uh you get basically tom cruise's character yeah who
1: isn't convinced that he's bad
0: (laughs) isn't convinced that he's bad. And wants to project himself onto others. Like, you're a killer just like me. Yeah. You know? Be me. Be me. I'm this picture-perfect uh, I'm vampire. so good.
1: I'm so good. Yeah. I'm good to you. I gave you this. I gave you this, like, this great life. Yeah. yeah like.
0: Uh. I didn't give you a choice, though. I gave it to you because this is the life that you should have. This is. you. I won't. gave you a second chance.
1: A like, second that chance.
0: You will never know death. You will never know. What's it called? Sickness. You will never know. Uh, what's it called? Uh, pain. All you will know is just living forever. And this is who did, you should be eternally grateful for the gift I've given you. Yeah. Yeah. A god complex. A god, The god complex. Basic. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. It yeah. is the god complex, and <laughs> it's really interesting <laughs> you bring it up to Tom Cruise. <laughs> but it's a uh, yeah, you, you, and you and he does not want to let go of it. He, no. he wants. Everything to go his way, everything to be just like him, which. But that's why it's like it's like kind of
1: ironic that he's still like chasing after Brad Pitt. Like Brad Pitt cannot escape him whatsoever. Yeah, which in the sense. Even in the end, like he has his couple of hours where he's talking to Christian Slater, giving him his interview. And then still at the end, there's Tom Cruise. Yeah,
0: there's like as much as 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 you what's it called as you try to outrun it. I guess at one point you have to face your creator. Yeah. Which is really interesting in the sense that there's kind of like religious themes in this film as well. You know, in the end, whether you are or not religious, you know, at one point you will meet your maker. Yeah. You know, if you're religious, you will meet your maker. And you will you will confront your, your mortality. Yeah. And you know, as much as he wants to outrun it, Tom Cruise is gonna be there, whether he lives <laughs> in your brain or and <laughs> then he lives in your brain or he's right right in front in front of you right that's when really, you think you escaped him <laughs> right when you think you escaped there's him, tom co- cruise <laughs> tom cruise right you know it's so it's like to this year just when you thought you were gonna see enough of tom cruise comes out with the fucking top gun maverick so yeah <laughs> uh yeah i'm not a big fan of tom cruise the only Tom I'm Cruise, bo- the only tom cruise movie i like is eyes wide shut and that's it. But that's because it's Kubrick.
1: This one is the only one I this like. This is the only one you like? This is
0: the only one I like. Yeah, I, I tolerate him in this one, but I, I can't say <laughs> I like this movie. But he's, his his character is is interesting. Yeah. He's not a really interesting yeah. actor in this movie. Uh, the only one I like is Eyes Wide Shut. And, and that's because, you know, it's Kubrick basically taking control of Tom Cruise. It's not Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise in the movie. Yeah, movies.
1: I read yesterday he had so much so many like demands for uh, the mummy that it basically gave him a lot of creative control. And that's the, one of the many reasons it sucked.
0: Yeah. should have just put directed by Tom Cruise, right? At that point, you really should. Yeah. Have he had he,
1: at the end of it because he had so many demands, he had more screen time than the actual mummy itself. And it was basically just another one of his blockbuster action movies.
0: Yeah. Oh, the mummy and the curse of the dark universe never became, huh, that's a, uh, that's that's a, that's a conversation for another day, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So that, that I, I guess I just want, I wanted to bring up Tom Cruise because in a sense, he's also the very ugly part about humans as well. Yeah. You know, there's that very ugliness to humans. We're very, we're, we're very, uh, very fucked up creatures. You know, we, we, we obsess over ourselves sometimes too. I mean, there's a reason yeah. why every day we wake up and we try to uh, make sure that we are, looking as presentable as possible to make sure that we're up to our standard of of code of of code of uh, how to look yeah and
1: it's so like 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 there's like there's the people who are who are definitely narcissists there are narcissists in the world but like at the end of it when it boils down we are all to an extent
0: narcissistic yeah we basically are i mean that's the reason why I subject all of you to an hour or two hours of my voice because so, I want you to hear my voice. I want you to hear how beautiful it sounds. Yeah. And I guess that's why Rachel came on the show, too, because she wants yeah. you to hear your, or her voice, too. Uh, but, yeah, to an extent, we are all a little bit of narcissists. So it makes for an interesting kind of double entendre with with Brad Pitt and, Brad and, and Tom Cruise kind of making for, like, two different sides of the human spectrum and the human condition, in a sense. You have a guy. Which f- also
1: says a lot about Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise in real life. <laughs> yeah, probably. My humble king, Brad Pitt.
0: While well, we have Tom Cruise who <laughs> wants to make sure the camera <laughs> makes him look tall because he can't come to terms with the fact that he's short. Oh, God. You see my height, Tom? I'm fucking 5'0 <laughs> flat right there, right on 5'0. I'm making the camera make me look tall. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I, I remember when I read about that, I was like, that's so dumb. That's yeah. so dumb. Or uh, make him wanting to do his own stunts. Like, you know how many freaking
1: stunt people? The airplane thing? Oh, nobody would stop talking about that. And I was like, you know you did that
0: just so people would talk about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Like I say, there's those little things that make us humans just a little bit, tad bit narcissists in a way as well. Yeah. And uh, it it really does uh, reflect on the character in this movie who really kind of as much, I guess he just really wants he he kind of sees that he's failed with his own project, the Brad Pitt's character, that he'll just want to haunt him for the rest of his life. And then finally at the end, he decides to give him the choice of like, uh, what's sorry he did, uh, what's it called? Brad Pitt gives the choice to the other guy of like whether you want to become a vampire or not. Because Christian Slater's like, well, you know, why don't you just make me the vampire? Just make me one already. So it, and it really uh kind of tables are turned in a sense and really, you know, finally somebody gets a choice in this movie. Yeah. 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 Is there anything else we got to bring up here before we leave? Ah, uh, not, not, not really. Yeah. I don't think this hit the one hour mark, but it's okay, guys. It's
1: okay. There's not a whole lot to. This, this really isn't
0: a big movie to unpack. Like, it's really hard for me to talk about. This,
1: there's. It's hard to understand this movie.
0: It's because it's hard to understand because it's not well made. Yeah, that's for not, sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I like I said, if this would have been just a review,
1: I could have gone off. We would have. I could have gone off. Yeah.
0: Which which kind of makes you realize you picked the wrong movie for this show, Probably. didn't you? Probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, It's fine. It's okay. Uh, Rachel, we're here at the end, and we're going to do a good old uh, recommend and call dibs. All right. Which film would you recommend to the wonderful listeners of the cinema condition?
1: Uh, 1967's In the Heat of the Night. In the Heat of the Night. Yes. Yeah. I watched recently in a class, and mm. just oh, chef's yeah. kiss.
0: By the way, I saw you watch the quiz show
1: yeah fucking oh
0: incredible movie. i
1: love quiz show i mean i love robert redford but like that movie hits different
0: fucking great movie i love i love so much says he's in that movie <laughs> it's for like a little tad bit of it like he's in it which is really Long fun quiz show i love quiz show it's a good movie uh so in the heat of the night 1967 you all go and watch it now the moment of truth rachel okay you're in the sweet spot here <laughs> Season two. When you come back, yes. this is the first movie you're gonna do. You're calling dibs on this one. Nobody else can okay. do it.
1: This one definitely has more to talk about. There's more sub, like more substance, Honey Boy. Unless somebody else already. Did. No, nobody's okay. called it.
0: But I can you give me a high five here. That was my number three last I, year. This ooh, is that's a movie that was
1: my number three. <laughs> wow, Rachel, I, damn.
0: I got yeah. a sticker. I yeah. I this movie God. made me fall in love with Shia LaBeouf again. Uh, this movie made me cry like a motherfucker. Oh, a I cannot um, wait
1: for it to be on Prime.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna buy the Blu-ray for that one because I really, that's that's gonna be an inch, yeah, yeah. You know what? Can season two start tomorrow? Because I really <laughs> want to talk about this movie with somebody else. Yeah, that movie's that one's a gut, punch. It's a gut punch. I cannot wait to watch it again. Uh, yeah. yeah, I for for those of you who don't know where Honey Boy can be found, it's gonna be on Prime. Uh, I think uh, this week. week, This week, yeah. I think this Um, week. Also, very much an incredible film directed by Alma Arel, uh, what's called Israeli uh, filmmaker. So she is incredible. Please watch this movie because she did an incredible job with the directing in this film. And also Shia LaBeouf's intimate script is just amazingly written. Yes. And Shia does a performance that I think should have been nominated and it's a damn shame it was not nominated. His script
1: should have been nominated too. 100%. I was so pissed off. That
0: movie is like perfect to me it's it's Ugh.
1: it's amazing it's you let a man just wreck
0: himself in rehab to yeah. write that
1: screenplay yeah so the semi-autobiographical screenplay yeah. that's just perfect and you don't acknowledge it yeah like- it's
0: a movie that when i got out of it i wrote my review for it i said this is a movie that i feel i shouldn't be watching because it's such an intimate but i feel very thankful to be watching it and very it's very reflective of how brave shia is to kind of open his life to what it was what it yeah. led him there. So season two, she'll be back to do that for sure. There's no way I let you <laughs> move. Uh, but for sure, it's going to be happening, my friends, and we'll be back for that. With that being said, it's been a wonderful time here at the uh, Cinema Condition. Rachel, if you want, you can tell the people where they can find you on the internet.
1: Um, well, I mainly just primarily use Twitter to tweet mm-hmm. my ramblings. Uh, you can follow me at Spider Beach. That's uh, Spider B E. <laughs> A-C-H. That's amazing. And uh, I don't post much, but you can find me on TikTok.
0: <laughs> you do the renegade to every fucking movie. I do the
1: renegade way. to every fucking movie. Uh, it's at uh, Rachel S-R-O-X underscore.
0: Help her make those views, guys, please.
1: Yes. Rachel. Is- give, I had a video that popped off last spring, and I have not... I have not gotten many views since, so yeah. please get me back on top. Yeah,
0: feed, feed my ego, my, feed my, my ego.
1: narcissism.
0: <laughs> yeah, make uh, me Tom Cruise. <laughs> you don't want to be short on video anymore. It's a good thing we don't do video with this show.
1: There's a reason. There's a reason I'm renegating the movies. I got no content.
0: Yeah, because yeah. there's
1: nobody there to watch my content.
0: All right, re- 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 <laughs> I was gonna call you all right, renegade, but no, <laughs> Rachel. It's been a wonderful right. time having you here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And as always, you guys can find me at the Nerdy Chicano on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, that's literally the only time, only where you can find me. If you have me on Facebook, and I don't know you, and I've never had a prior conversation. There's a chance that you're not getting accepted <laughs> because I've had that happen before, and oh, it's yikes. like, where am I getting all these fucking requests from? And I'm like, oh, you know what? People are trying to find me, and I'm like, no. If we never had a prior conversation, like Rachel here, Rachel can add me now,
2: because we've use talked. Facebook. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. But somebody else from like fucking Isles of France who has never had a fucking conversation with me, I'm sorry, but you are not getting into my Facebook. So, you guys can go and check out all the other shows on the on the Nerdcore Podcast Network, like the Nerdcore, the main show where we're gonna be doing. A lot of cool stuff. I this is coming out really late into February, so I'm pretty sure we're about to finish animated film month and getting ready for our month in March, which will be Hayao Miyazaki month, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, but you can also check out uh, other shows like the Ladies of Nerdcore, where the ladies talk about social, you know, aspects of life, and really are the only serious show on this feed where people, where real people talk about real issues. So. We're we're just a bunch of dumbasses talking about movies and stuff. So you go do that stuff, and also the live stream where we you know talk the we talk a bunch of shit and we basically just shoot the shit all day and we talk about uh, shy bladders and stuff like that. So with that being said, it's been a wonderful time, my friends, and I'll catch you in the next one when we talk about 2009's Inglorious Bastards with my wonderful friend Alejandro Scutiangulo. With with that being said, my friends. I'll see you guys in the next one. Watch a movie.